I'm so excited for our podcast today. I first met this woman years ago in the gym. Who who meets people in the gym? I, I've met a lot of cool ladies in the gym, and this lady is one of them. So I'm so excited to talk with her. She's got a lot of great life lessons and perspective for us. So join me as we get to know this great lady. What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. So today we're talking to someone I'm so excited to get to know a little bit better. So I met her years ago at the at the rec center, right? The, yeah. the little <laughs> rec center. And I remember when I first met her, I was just so struck. She was so nice. So, so nice. And that was the first thing that I was struck by. And so we'd always like chatted up, you know, at the, at the rec center. And then I remember moving, and I don't know if you remember this, but I remember moving over to a different gym and it, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit more the gym shark, right. gym, you know, <laughs> Big box gym situation. Yeah, exactly. And I would, I would see you there occasionally, but I remember one of the first times I ran into you, I, I said, Oh, it's so good to see you. I said, do you know, do you come here very often? And I remember you said something, something to the effect of, Oh, I don't, I don't come here very often. It's not very good for my health. And I, re- I remember, first of all, it was I get so, really gym timidity. It was so funny to me, but then I just, I just thought I'm impressed with this girl. I just thought that is a woman who understands herself. And I was actually so impressed with that. And I'm like, I want to get to know her better because that that's some really good self-awareness. And I thought, well, that is, there's a lot of truth there for, for so many of us. Especially, but I'm already grabbing tissues because we're, the, yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to put them right in between us. So anyway, that's, that's a little bit of um, the history of kind of, how I have have understood you. And so I'm just so excited to get to speak with you. So we're talking today with Andy Vinker, who is some, she's like, she's my neighbor. That's what I figured out later. Like we live just a few blocks away and now I get to see her most mornings at the gym, which has been really fun. So I'm so excited to have you here. And so here is, here is just the briefest of introductions, but we're, then we're going to have Andy tell us a little bit more about her. So I love this little introduction. So this is what she, this is what she said. She said, I'm Andy. I'm a mom, a wife, a barbecue connoisseur, specifically ribs, a bodybuilder, a fitness enthusiast, a lover of all things self-help, including Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, and Baskin Robbins. Really all the Robbins. <laughs> Varieties. All the Robbins. And I'm like, amen. That's, that sounds pretty good. And then after this, <laughs> Melissa's going to go change her last name to Robbins too. So there you go. Melissa Smith Robbins. There you go. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fit right in there. That sounds, that sounds awesome. So, okay. So first of all, thank you so much um, for joining us. I'm really excited about this. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Andy. <laughs> so many things. I'm just kidding. Um, not that much. <laughs> just medium <laughs> things, I guess. Um, like Melissa said, I'm a mom. I have two little boys. Oh, awesome. They're my favorite part of waking up. And also, they're it's just so fun. I So two little boys, one super sen- sensitive, my, my spirit child in <laughs> physical form. And the other one's just a little sass. So he keeps me on my toes. And then I am a fitness director at my local rec center. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. So that's okay. Yeah. So things have been a little busy, a little crazy. Yeah. But um, I also love doing stuff like bodybuilding. Um, I've really, really loved venturing into a new division this year. Um, And I've been doing bodybuilding for like four years now. Oh, wow. And so it's been things things are awesome oh yeah and i'm also married to a really nice guy <laughs> shout, out, shout out to scott <laughs> he he's like what am i chocolate <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
so he's out there. Shout out to him. He's really nice, very supportive. So I, I'm just kind of that person that, um, in high school, I remember taking like those career aptitude tests. Yeah. And every single time it was totally different. And just because I've always, I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with learning and trying whatever I can. I love putting myself out there and doing scary things because it makes me feel alive. (laughs) But also just like, I I love a good challenge. Um, And luckily I found a guy that's really supportive and Mm -hmm. he hears my crazy ideas and he's like, all right. (laughs) All right. How much is it going to (laughs) cost? But it's, it's been, it's been super fun. So that's. I think that's that's (laughs) that's so that's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, what I have what I have learned. So I I agree. I'm I'm similar that way. Like, I love a challenge. I love learning. I love taking on things that that scare me just a little bit. But what I've learned over the years is not everyone is made that way. I know. Isn't and it surprising? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, like it kind of surprised me. everyone was. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it great when you have someone in your life who can support that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, with my husband, he's always, when I tell him my crazy ideas, he kind of like shakes his head like, oh, here we like, go are again. You sure? <laughs> yeah. And his response is always, what's the worst that could happen? And usually it's like, well, <laughs> well this one's pretty bad. If it yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But OK, so tell us tell us a little bit more about um, let's let's talk about bodybuilding just a little bit at, because you know, that, I mean, that takes huge commitment and then, um, you know, that can, for a lot of people that can be all consuming, you've been doing that for four (laughs) years and then you, you just, just barely mentioned you're competing in this new division. So tell us about that as well. And, you know, some of what that has looked like in the past year for you. So much. I'm just kidding. Um, so when it comes to bodybuilding, I think a lot of people hear the word bodybuilding and get intimidated or they visualize the giant muscle bubbly guys that are on stage in a speedo. So I do want to say that there's like a lot of a lot of sides of bodybuilding and sometimes it gets a bad rap. Yeah. And so a lot of misunderstanding. A lot of misunderstanding. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and so I do want to say that it it is a really hard sport. Um, unlike unlike any other sport, this is this is kind of like that, why it has like that bad connotation. It, it's like the only sport out there that is completely subjective. It's totally. not, it's a very subjective sport. And so, mm-hmm. um, it takes a lot of hard work and discipline, discipline, eating, training, um, work, but then also, um, you kind of go to stand on stage in front of a lot of people uh, with among a lot of people that have been doing the same amount of work, same amount of training. And it's just all completely left to judge preference. There's no qualifications of like what makes someone a winner, um, or like things to like guidelines to follow. It's all a very subjective sport. And so it is, and it's like 10 minutes on a stage or less five, three minutes, five minutes on Uh, my division. We get two. And that's the longest most divisions get. And so it's, it's a very challenging sport. And I think that's why people have such a hard time where they, when they hear or think about bodybuilding, Mm -hmm. but I will say that it is, it is very fun as long as you're in like the right headspace. And I think the biggest, the biggest exercises come in that mental department and making Mm -hmm. sure that you're okay. But I do, I do love it. There's something um, that has been, super empowering about being able to have that discipline. I feel mm-hmm. like discipline is a very important, um, value that I have. I, I like, I value discipline so much. Yeah. Um, and being able to, to commit to things. I'm a huge committer and I think, and I don't know where that came from. Like I was trying to reflect being like, why do I have such like a hardcore yeah. love for people that commit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I've always been someone that just, if I want to do something, I go all in. Yeah. And so bodybuilding's kind of been that venue that I could do that in a healthy, healthy and like guided state. I have uh-huh. coaches that have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been so much fun. Like, it's just, it's, it's very, I don't know. I just love hard stuff. Like I said before. Yeah. And, and that, <laughs> I mean, it's the way that you describe it is, is so, True, right? I mean, it requires so much commitment, so much focus. It's not for the faint of heart, but to to keep it on the right side 
of that mental space yeah. is is probably a balancing act I would imagine <laughs> especially especially when you have kids I feel like yeah. I think that's been it's been a very positive thing but again you have to like walk this like really specific line like mm-hmm. I I have to be very careful around my kids to make sure that my goal is they know my goal is always overall strength health yeah. and wellness instead of just appearance and that's yeah, that's totally. a very difficult thing too mm-hmm. like we can go into that but um but it's been it's still super fun and it's it's really important to me to show my kids that I believe in doing hard things and overcoming mm-hmm. hard things mm-hmm. my um my brother-in-law said something that was really cool he was like why he's like it's astounding to me people that choose to do hard things he's like because they're people it's like a specific breed of people that love hard things because mm-hmm. they they pick and choose these hard things to accomplish so when hard things really come in life mm-hmm. it's like i've already done one hard thing what's right. another one right and so i love that mentality too mm-hmm. and bodybuilding just kind of fuels that for me yeah yeah i mean you you find out what you're made of yeah yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 great. And and it I think it is it is kind of unique. It is. Yeah. So tell us about this new category. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I know. I've seen I've seen some of what you're doing and it's so remarkable. It's really cool. Yeah. So the division that I do is called fitness. There are a bunch okay. of different divisions, especially for women. It's they have like bikini, which mm-hmm. is most popular probably, and then like figure. And those are all like about posing and mm-hmm. different um, physiques. But fitness is a totally different beast. Yeah. Um, it is. It's awesome because it's like not only do you cut down to look fit, mm-hmm. but you have to be athletic as well. I love and so it's that. A, oh, I love it so much because <laughs> it's one thing to like look good. And yeah. I always we always joke like my friends and I being like, I'm not strong. I'm just aesthetically strong. But <laughs> I just look strong. But to be able to like also be strong and do mm-hmm. these physical things like most people that do fitness are those who grow up doing dance cheer um or gymnastics yeah very totally. um you know like very strong bodies mm-hmm. very what is is it calisthenics is that what it's called? yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. so it's just like very very strong yeah um and so I don't come from that background. Um, in fact, I was told when I at a very young age, they're like, she can't dance. Like my mom tried oh, to put wow. me dance. So like, she girl can't dance. <laughs> and so I so I was always like in the back <laughs> if we oh, ever were in dance companies, which uh-huh. is fine. I was like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Um, but um once I started to get older, I really didn't like exercise, to be honest. Okay. Like I really hated exercise, mm-hmm. which is ironic to where I am now. But yeah, my dad always would take us to exercise like every day I hated every minute of it and wow. I would cry he would get us matching track suits and I would like <laughs> wish we could burn them because I hated exercise so much did he, what what would he do <sighs> like he'd take you like to the, to the rec center <laughs> he'd take something. us to the rec center and be like run the track and I'm like this tr- in your matching track in our matching track suits <laughs> And it was the worst. They weren't even like the cute. Sorry, dad, if you're listening to this. I know you Love tried you, well, but like at least ask me the the color scheme. <laughs> but we're like trudging the track at the rec center or we would ride our bikes to a local park and he'd be like, all right, everyone try like a sit up. And I'm like, no, um, my family would jog to like this one park in particular. They would yeah. all run together. Uh-huh. Everyone's so happy. And then I would like beg to ride a bike because running is just, even still, like I don't run. It's just not enjoyable. It's just not fun for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we would get to this park. My dad would be like, all right, circle your bike around the park. And I would just be weeping the whole time because I was like, this is torture. I just, I just want to eat a loaf of bread in my bed. <laughs> and that is like exercise enough. Just get the bread sweats or the rib sweats. And call it cardio because this is just torture. This is so bad. <laughs> so to go from there, um, that was like my whole childhood. I hated it so much. But then I found a different kind of exercise that like rocked my world. And it was Zumba. Okay. Have you tried Zumba? I have never tried Zumba. I like always see you hitting the weights, but it's time to come into the classroom. I know. For some Zumba. I know. Like I, I'm. I def I had decades of cardio. Like I used to, I used to teach step aerobics in high school and college. I know (laughs) I was that girl. I was that girl. Yeah. But, and I hear people that do Zumba absolutely love it, but I've never done it. I'm like, Oprah does Zumba. She she talks about it all the time. But yeah, no, Zumba is really fun because it's very different. And because it was like for the first time I like felt like it was a party. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember when I discovered it, like I would go to clubs being like, I want to like hear heavy beats, but I hated being in clubs because they're the worst. Yeah. But yeah. so it was fine. It was cool to find a place that felt like a party or a club, like the loud music yeah. and energy and people, but in such a positive way. Totally. Um, and so I totally got hooked onto Zumba, love the music, love the movement. And I ended up taking classes to a point where an instructor was like, you should be an instructor, okay. which I'm like, have you, did you hear my story about like the dance teachers that told me I couldn't dance? I've been told like, I can't dance. I can't dance. <laughs> and so it was like that, um, school of rock quote. If you can't do teach, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't teach, teach gym. Like this totally applies to me. And so, <laughs> but also like the, the power of those early messages. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if we're not careful, they just get lodged in the back of our head. And, and we totally like slap that label on being like, yeah. you'll never be a dancer. You'll yeah. never be this yeah it's yeah, true it's such a disservice I know. Mm-hmm. so if it wasn't for zumba i probably would that self would probably be my story yeah like okay. first i hate exercise and then second i'm not i don't dance i don't, I don't dance. do things like that yeah or, it's too yeah. scary and i'm bad at it yeah okay. um so but yeah i started doing zumba 10 years ago okay so i became an instructor and i've just from there found different outlets in fitness that i love i love teaching group fitness i've been a personal trainer for eight of those 10 years and it's just been the funnest and so then once i started bodybuilding i started bodybuilding medium early and then took a long break Mm -hmm. until after i was like settled in motherhood yeah but it's been it's been super fun. So I ha- that's the only background though I had for like okay. coming back to fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, so but I've always seen it. My first bodybuilding competition I did in 2011. Mm-hmm. I did a bikini one because again it's like the most popular one. It's the yeah, only yeah. one I knew. It was not for me, but there was somebody on stage that did this crazy routine. She was dressed okay. in like a jungle outfit. Okay. It was like little John rap music playing, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is that? What is going on? That's what I want to do." Uh-huh. And but as, and as I was watching her, I was like, "What? What is that? Like, mm-hmm. help, tell me what it is. How do I do it?" She's like, "Well, I just met with a Zumba instructor and we made that." And I'm like, "I'm a Zumba instructor. You're like, I could do, do that. Yeah." And so then I asked my I remember. When I started competing again, I asked my coach, could I do fitness? He's like, well, do you have a background in gymnastics? Mm-hmm. No. So he's like, probably not for you, but let's try something else. Okay. And so I did something else and it was okay, but it was really hard to like want to stay like, again, kind of that mental place. I'm like, uh-huh. ah, like it's, it's the one I did, it's called figure and you have to be really, really built. And I'm like, I don't really yeah. want that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, like, I can't compete because I don't match that physique and it's like yeah. really expensive to not even be competitive. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm done. Um, until I met Whitney Jones, who is now, or this year, I met this lady, Whitney Jones. Yeah. She is Miss Olympia, which is the highest title in bodybuilding yeah. in fitness. Yeah. And I remember telling her, I'm like, you are just all my goals. Like you, mm-hmm. I wish I could do fitness. That'd be awesome. Like, I think I'm done competing. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what? I started when I was 30. She's mm-hmm. like, I was like a cheerleader, but then I really started when I was 30. You can do whatever you want. And there's and an that's opening when the light. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even 30. I'm turning 30 next week. Oh, crazy, oh. right? And so I'm Happy like, birthday. I can beat her by a year. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I can start now. And so immediately mm-hmm. things started to fall into place. Yeah. Like I found somebody that does fitness here in Utah, which is, I don't know. I, she's the only one I know okay. is here in Utah that uh-huh. does fitness. So uh-huh. She's helped me. And it turned out that I'm really f- good at learning skills very quickly because yeah. I'm not afraid to like throw my body into different directions. I know. Like, I'll and try it. What does it look like? <laughs> yeah. And I have seen videos of some of your moves and I'm like, oh my gosh, it scares me. I, I, I'm always like, oh, that hurts my wrist. Just watching it hurts my wrist. <laughs> People be like, oh, I would totally try that if I didn't love my wrist or like love my groin. Like I would. <laughs> I mean, that's so fun to watch, I guess. Yeah, no, but it's, yeah. it really, it was, it's been so fun to do something that I felt like I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, but I never thought I could. Yes. And so to be able to like start doing it and it come not easily, like it's taken a lot of work. Tons of effort. And it feels like I have to do like 10 times work because I'm older than like all these young gymnasts mm-hmm. that like grew up with this background, mm-hmm. but it's been so fulfilling yeah, and so worth it. And it's been fun for me to do something not only hard, but something that's, that I'm excited about every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard, but I'm like... But it's fun. <laughs> what yeah. else can I learn? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, that that path, your story mm-hmm. with this highlights such an important point that I think that I think that we see for so many of us on our path to purpose, which is 
you know, for so many of us, it's like, like, I didn't know it was possible, right? Until we have someone that shows us the path, Mm -hmm. you know, or even gives us permission. Yeah. Even one person that says, you can do this. Some one person that says, I did this. Or one person that says, why can't you do this? You know, and so like, it's so powerful to have people in our life who gives us permission to dream. Right. And I think, I think, you know, obviously we want to be in the place where like we can give ourselves permission to dream, (laughs) but it's so important to surround ourselves with people who encourage us and support us and say like, absolutely, you can do this. You know, and like, I don't know if you can do it, but l- why don't we, why don't we try? What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, it's important too that when we have those people in our lives to recognize, I think something that's been really cool to me is when I've had opportunities of people like giving me that permission, mm-hmm. as long as I can turn around and be the one that also can give someone else permission. Absolutely. Because I know that there's, you know, there's a lot of fear out there, especially when people want to do big things mm-hmm. and are like the ones we love want to do something big and scary, but you don't want to see them get hurt. So we like yeah. throw all our fears being like, but what if you don't win? What if, yeah. what if you're get hurt? What if it's the worst and you're like, yeah. get your heart broken mm-hmm. instead of like being that guy, I think the most powerful thing that we could do is turn around to be like, you know what? No. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I don't know what it's going to look like, but let's try it. And I'm yeah. going to support you. Yeah. And recognizing that there are a lot, a lot of things that are worse than falling or failing, right? And just recognizing that, you know, the value lies in in who you become in the process of that work. Yeah. You know, like what you what you learn about yourself. Like it's not in, it's not in getting the statues or the crown it's in although we're never mad about the crown we're never mad about it <laughs> it's I true. Mean, it's not, you look nice in the, the crown it's true. but it's who you become <laughs> mm-hmm. in the process of gosh like i can do hard things and i've like i've banished some of those old beliefs that have been taking up real estate in the back of my head for all of these years true. like that is so powerful. So I think sometimes one of the biggest mistakes that we make is believing like this is just about a fitness competition. It's like, no, like this is so much bigger than that, right? It's about it's about living to values and purpose and, you know, honing some of these disciplines over time. And it's so inspiring. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So Tell us, tell us where you're at with this fitness competition because so, you got a crown. I got a crown. <laughs> so the first show I did, I got second place, wow. but still, um, it's a very small division, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> so, um, the f- top like two people in every, in most competitions win and are nationally qualified. Okay. So you just have to place in like, I don't know if it's the top two or the top three. I'm pretty sure it's just the top two. Mm-hmm. So after my first show, I was nationally qualified Very um, cool. and I was really proud, that, but I remember going in it being like, I want to do this show because the overall is a sword and I wanted a sword. Well, right? yeah, especially with two boys. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Right. And so, and, and so I like at one point last year, I got so like hung up with like achieving things. I like had a big vision board that was just packed. And so when I was going into the show, I was like, I need to clear everything. Mm -hmm. So I took everything down and my kids and I printed off a giant sword. And that was (laughs) the only thing on my vision board was the sword. (laughs) And oh yeah, and Disneyland, that's important. (laughs) But um, I like went into it being like, I'm going to win the sword. I'm going to win the sword. But again, like totally taking in being like, this is the craziest, coolest process I've ever gone through and everything is just worth it. And I left with second place, didn't leave with a sword, Mm -hmm. but I still left feeling like super proud of what I'd accomplished. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, but I could have, I could do better if I try one more time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just give me one more shot. So then last minute, like the week after I did another show and I got first place, which was like, yes, (laughs) like it was (laughs) not planned, but I was not mad about it. And so I get a now two times nationally qualified. So next year I I want to do like two more shows and then go to nationals and just practice as much as I can 
um, yeah. and get that stage time because I've heard that Nationals is a totally different beast because that's where yeah. I'm going to be really up against like those pros and all the competition. Uh, yeah. And, and the goal is to win and become a pro, but I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just having to remember that I'm like here for the ride and, and putting in as much work every single day as mm-hmm. I can, but then honoring my limitations, but just being like, I need to, I still want to like work as hard as I can to yeah. be, you know, have a really good experience. And yeah. so I have till June. Absolutely. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. Well, congratulations. Thanks. That's really great. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about how you, how you balance having these big goals, right. And goals that scare you, which I like, I'm totally a fan of having <laughs> goals that scare you. Right. And um, but how do you, like, how do you balance having these big goals and not getting, like, not getting overwhelmed by them and, you know, keeping your eye, keep keeping yourself focused, right? Because, like, for some people, they can get so... Hyper-focused? Yeah, they can get so <laughs> hyper-focused. Yeah. They can get so obsessed. Um, sometimes they can you know, maybe lose the motivation. So tell us about how you, how you maintain that balance and that focus. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a really hard question because I think I've been, I've been in different seasons where, you know, like bodybuilding wasn't a good thing because I I was too obsessed Mm -hmm. or, um, and so with, with fitness, it's been nice and it's been different because, it's been something that's like fun, but I've been able to, to not like, how do, how do I say this? Like when I go to the gym and train, for example, mm-hmm. I'm able to train and then be done okay. and then move forward. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've learned, um, is it Brendan Bouchard who talks about yeah. that? Yeah. So he, he taught me something really powerful through his books and um, book, High Performance Habits. Yeah. Uh-huh. I loved it. Um, it's really good. Yeah. But he talks about transitions. And yes. so that has been something that was that I've really, really focused hard on trying mm-hmm. to bring because I am the kind of person that's like at one point my brain would be like everywhere at once or I'd like mm-hmm. see a clock and be like, OK, so I have 15 minutes. How can I clean my house, send out an email blast, um, also post to social media and feed my kids? And, you know, it's just like <laughs> I, I, I could I, I could, could do, do it. it. I could. I could yeah. do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I would push myself. You're to in do my that. head. I know. <laughs> sure I'm the only person that has ever ever felt that but um but it's like I I would just be so all over the place Mm -hmm. and I found myself like this time last year Mm -hmm. in that space always always I could never be present wherever I was so it was stressful yeah Yeah. I'd be like my kids would be like mom do you want to cuddle and watch a movie and I'd be like uh yeah and so I'd be like cuddling you can't see it, but I'm doing like the finger quotes. I'm like <laughs> snuggling, but in my head is like in work. And then my one hand is like typing something. And mm-hmm. so I was never fully present. And so yeah. when Brendan Bouchard talks about transitions in between things, yeah. that has been a huge, huge tool that I've tried to apply. So it's like, okay. I'll go to the gym and then I'll sit there and be like, gym guy, be, be present. present, be where and, you are. Mm-hmm. And same, like, it. cause I could totally be like perusing mm-hmm. Instagram, like while I'm, in between sets and that would totally take me away from what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we're at the gym. And then when I get home, you're a mom now. Yeah. And when I'm at work, you're a director Mm -hmm. now. And, Mm -hmm. and so being able to do that. And then even with my friends, like we've gotten to a point that we like address what we need from each other by like calling that, that person like director, Andy, I need you for a second or trainer, Andy, I need you or friend, Andy, I need you. Yeah. And so it's been nice to like kind of set up those, kind of compartments. I think mm-hmm. that has been a huge, huge help in like the focus department. And then other things is learning to let go of things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something I'm, I've, you know, it's, I wish we could just totally nail the first time, yeah. but it's something I like have to continuously be very aware of is what can I do and what can I control here mm-hmm. and what can I not? And so I don't get obsessed over yeah. things I can't control. And my coach always says, control we control our controllables mm-hmm. and we let go of the rest yeah and and i think that's it's a really easy thing to like hear in theory mm-hmm. but then to be like yeah but what if <laughs> i tried a little <laughs> harder and i could control like um so after my my last show not my fitness show mm-hmm. the 
show I did before in 2017, mm-hmm. I did um, a figure competition or figure division. Mm-hmm. And after I had a really bad rebound. And so what okay. that means is you put on an immediate kaboom of weight. Yeah. I had a bunch of different elements that like all added to this stress, eating the wrong things too fast, and then also a lack of exercise. Okay. And, um, and in like two weeks, I put on like 30 pounds. It was, oh, that's scary. it was the scariest and also the most, um, like mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. like the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. And at that point I really did become obsessed. So it wasn't even the show. Mm-hmm. It was like after being like, I've come and I've set this really high standard for myself mm-hmm. and I have to stay there. Yeah. And so that's really when like all these huge, bigger patterns of like, um, distraction and not being present I would like totally shield myself with all these distractions Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't have to focus as hard on where I was failing or yeah so numbing yeah numbing for sure I'm totally what is it called an over when you overdo things (laughs) yeah an overperformer yeah Yeah. I'm like what can I load onto my plate and so I think coming back yeah just learning how to transition and and let go I think yeah. that's the biggest things. And it's, again, something I've I've not mastered. I, I have to do it and be, catch myself all the time and being mm-hmm. like, hey, we, have, we can't control this. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Or you've done your best today. Yeah. Let go of the rest. Absolutely. So much, so much wisdom in being able to tell the difference, right? And okay, like, what can I manage here? And what do I need to let go of? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so I used to be an endurance athlete, right? So I used to cool. do triathlons and um, and yeah, and I and step. And yeah, that's an endurance. I did I like yeah, I, I did step like way back in the day. But you know, so many people like they would they train so they could race. Right. And for me, it was always the other way around. I, I'm like, oh, I race so I can train. Cause like, I liked, like, I liked the daily grind. Mm-hmm. Like I like being in the gym. Cause it feels like for me, that's kind of my meditation. Right. And I'm like you, I'm and like, by yourself. Time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not checking email. I'm not doing anything like that. Cause it's like, uh, like be where you are, you know? So I love, I love what you said about transitions because I think, I think we unnecessarily stress ourselves out because we're trying to do too Everything. many things at once. <laughs> yeah. And then we wonder why we're never present where we are. So that's great. Really. That's really good counsel there. So cool. <laughs> okay. So, um, Okay, so you have like you have a great um, following on social media, and I think you like you're such a positive influence there. So tell us tell us a little bit about that and how you how you keep yourself centered, you know, with that world, right? Like it's it's actually I don't know. I feel like it's like it's this it's this. Um, altered reality and yet it's real and yet it's not and you know like I'm still trying to wrap like my head supposed to look real and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm still trying to wrap my head around social media but you know you you really are such a positive force for good there so how do you how do you keep yourself centered with social media and the folks that, you know, really look up to you and no pressure. follow you there. I know, no pressure at all. Like centered is even a big word. I'm like, do I, like, do I feel pressure hearing the word that I'm centered? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do I, you're centered. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, so it started four years ago mm-hmm. when I had my second baby. Okay. I finally um, came out with a story um and sharing that like with my first baby I had a postpartum suicidal postpartum depression okay and I felt I felt really strongly that, that was like a good time to finally share that because mm-hmm. I've been I've been doing the work I've been going to therapy for like two years mm-hmm. and really trying to be okay and then I felt like it was a really good time to start sharing that and after I had um when after I had my second baby, I had just had a really hard pregnancy. Yeah. I was bed rested. I had just, you know, like thought I was overcoming. Like we, we were talking about how we never really overcome things, but, yeah. um, 
I thought I had overcome the suicidal depression and then I fall into this really hard pregnancy that I was so sick. I couldn't take care of my baby. Mm. Um, I was very expensive because I had to go to the hospital and yeah. I was like admitted at one point because I was so physically ill. Wow. And so to just like be like thrown back into this like lonely darkness mm-hmm. after thinking I'd like overcome it, I think was a huge test for me to see if Absolutely. I could, if I could get out of it yeah. and, and find that peace and find that okay state. Mm-hmm. And so um, in that time too, I had, because I was bed rested, I couldn't do anything. And even though I couldn't keep food down, don't worry, I still put on 65 pounds. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't, it's amazing how isn't that it happens. Weird how that, <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to um, kind of start a new fitness journey. I wanted to start a new chapter of um, of really sharing what I've learned in, in my own mental health mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share um, how I've learned self-love despite – Putting all this pound, you know, mm-hmm. putting on all, all this weight and especially and where your struggles, I, yeah, especially where you develop this identity. Oh yeah, all like around being fit, fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Oh, it was, it was a mind trip for sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt all this pressure. So to like kind of go through these these seasons of like learning to let go of that pressure, let go of this identity, and be like, you know, there's more to me than just being that one fitness Zumba guy, and yeah, and um, and then also to just feel like I need to share all these things. Um, so that's really when I started pushing my social media, I started sharing my weight loss. I lost 65 pounds, um, after my first baby or my second baby. Mm -hmm. And then the whole time I started to share like how I was doing it. I wasn't doing any fad diets and why those don't work. I know we love that (laughs) because I wanted once, once I started sharing, I like really, um, was very prayerful about like the purpose I wanted to mm-hmm. to have behind it. I didn't want it to be like about validation. I didn't want to be about showing off. Right. Um, but I really wanted to to prove to myself and share with especially women that like you can lose baby weight. You can be healthy. Mm-hmm. You can be happy and you don't have to worry about the scale or do ex- yeah. extreme things to get to mm-hmm. this happy point. Like mm-hmm. you can be happy in the whole process yeah. um, and how to do it healthy and safe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started sharing and it was awesome to see like very quickly people started to follow and share and, and reach out being like, I have, I'm going through the same thing. And, and to really build this community of women that all kind of had my same story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just the first in their life to verbalize it. You were brave. It was scary. I <laughs> bet so it was scary. so scary. It's terrifying. Um, especially cause you, you like have this image that you like portray. Like for me, yeah. it was all these things. And so to mm-hmm. kind of break that down and be like, honestly, I'm just a regular human with real struggles and absolutely. And it's okay because I know that I'm not the only one. Yeah. And so it blew up from there, which was, um, Awesome. And it's just kind of say that this platform of, of me sharing what I'm doing, but then also mm-hmm. being very, um, open. I try, I don't overshare. <laughs> I really yeah, try to like yeah, carefully, yeah. but I want to be very open and transparent that like, um, I'm, although I push myself to do very hard things and it is like impressive, the stuff that we can do and mm-hmm. accomplish, mm-hmm. it's okay to be real and it's yeah. okay to like be okay with where we are. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that everyone's journey is unique, yeah. right? And that your what what you're pushing yourself with doesn't need to be what, you know, she's pushing herself with. Or you but, don't need to be doing this to be worthy. Or you don't yeah. need to like eat like this. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So <laughs> so you found very quickly that women really connected I, th- with I think what so, you were yeah. sharing wow so how has that been for you <laughs> it it's kind of gone in waves because like you said social media is this like weird thing yeah um because at one at some points like I've felt really fulfilled like I've totally had my fair share of moments where I just sit by my phone because I receive a message that is so touching <laughs> yeah. and like people just being like, thank you for being this voice or thank yeah. you for what you said, because I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. And so it's been amazing. Um, an amazing thing for me to be able to learn how to hold space for people, especially yeah. for strangers on the internet. Yeah, And, and sometimes it's 
uh, I've had to learn like boundaries being like, when mm-hmm. is too much for me? When can I set my phone aside and be like, I, I can't handle this right now. Yeah. So I need to like put it away, but totally. I want to be there for you. Just wait until I'm like ready to be there for you. Yeah. totally. Um, and then also I've gone through waves of people think I'm this way. People think I mm-hmm. I'm like balanced or mm-hmm. how do you do all this amazing stuff, but they don't see the mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so just trying to like find this middle ground of, of, like not having to be perfect, even though yeah. it feels like people want me to be on social media. That's like, people are like, Oh, you're oh so always so vulnerable and, and so like willing to share. But there are some things that it's like, like I really struggle with that. Yeah. Like yeah. I do, I do find okay to like talk about, for example, my journey with mental health. And mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. an amazing experience for me to share that. But there are other stuff like Earlier last year, I got sick with like leaky gut issues, mm-hmm. and I feel like leaky gut sounds like an em- embarrassing word. I don't know why, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I know like, we need to come up with a better like, term. Can we just like call it like sick belt? I don't even know. Like yeah. there's got to be a better way. Uh-huh. But like I had to kind of go off the grid for a okay. minute because I was like, how am I to show up as a fitness person? And I can't physically get out of bed because I'm so sick. Mm-hmm. I can't eat food, mm-hmm. and so like there there are things like my I remember. Um, in that time I was going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I, I love therapy so much. Yay, so therapy. Shout out. We love therapy. It's like such a gift to yourself. It is. Honestly. I mean, I'm totally biased about that, <laughs> but it is. It's it is. such a gift. Yeah. And it's awesome to be able to like learn how to move out of your own way. Yeah. With exactly. therapy. Um, but my therapist at one point was like, you've always found healing through sharing. Why don't you mm. share this experience? And I'm like, because this one hurts. Mm. And so I think like there are are still some like patches of life that it's like I'm totally okay being vulnerable with the things I'm okay being vulnerable about mm-hmm. and so fine I've had to learn with social media that it's like it's okay not to share everything Absolutely. You, no one needs to know everything mm-hmm. I don't ever need to explain myself or yeah. why I do what I do mm-hmm. but um also just having just having that knowledge of like I don't have to be perfect they're not looking for yeah. perfect I just have to be myself and Sometimes myself means stepping away. Sometimes myself yeah. means sharing what I've learned. And mm-hmm. sometimes myself means, I don't know, it's whatever it feels like that day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's, I don't know if that answers your, that long-winded answer answered your question. Yeah, but. no, it's beautiful. I think it's great. And this idea of like that, that you get to decide and, mm-hmm. and being intentional about that. And that the truth is like people will people will project all sorts of things on you, right? Like with social media and you get to decide how much of that you take on, right? And I think to your point, like that's where you have to have some really good boundaries Mm -hmm. because if you're not careful, like it's easy to like take that all on. And that's when I think the social media piece can get really stressful or you feel like, oh my gosh, like like, I have to take care of all these people. Yeah. Or I have (laughs) to live up to this image that other people are projecting Mm -hmm. on me. And that, and that gets in the way of, you know, what people really connected with in the first place, which is that authenticity. So I love that, you know, you kind of have that ability to say like okay like I don't need to share everything and that you have some you know self-care in that process because that's that's definitely kind of the name of the game so I try I try really hard to be also like really prayerful and thoughtful with yeah with what I share because I'm like am I sharing this because I want to talk about it or am I sharing this because it could help somebody or or like what is the intention behind this exactly I yeah. think that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, and you know, you, you've spoken to this, but that's, you know, one of the things that I've also, um, admired about you is your openness about, um, mental health concerns, because, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, there's still, there continues to be, a lot of stigma around mental health concerns. And there are so many of us that, you know, hide in shame around mental health concerns and we feel very alone in, in those concerns, but to have, you know, to, to be able to, to speak openly and to be brave about, Hey, like these are the concerns and, and, and from a place of, of like your own comfort, like yeah. to be able to say like, okay, like 
I feel okay talking about this. Like it's so empowering and it, you know, it, it, it gives people um, permission, right? Like we were talking about earlier, you know, you give others permission to do some of their own work and hopefully they're not trying to do that work with you and I know. I'm like, <laughs> private like, oh, messages. This isn't my scope, in my scope of practice, but I know really, really good therapists. <laughs> yeah. But has that, I mean, have there been, have there been times where that's felt burdensome or do you feel like you've been able to have some of those good boundaries where you're like, okay, like I've had to learn, I've had to learn my fair share of boundary lessons, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a speaker named Garrett White. Uh-huh. Have you heard of him? No. He mostly uh, speaks to men, but okay. I was just like, what's at this event? And he, he had his like screaming these like kind of affirmations, but one of them was I'm a leader, not a savior. Oh, and that's great. That is, that was, I remember like when he said that, he was like, now yell it. And I'm like, first, I'm not a yeller, but he's like, yell it. <laughs> and so we're like screaming, I'm a leader, not a savior. I'm a leader, leader not a savior. Like so many times. So and by great. the end, I just like totally caught myself just like feeling stuff. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? Ex-? You know, I got to explore this feeling. Like, why is this, why is this hurting to yeah. say? And I think it, I, I realized that I do, I do see a lot of pain through this process. Like when I, mm-hmm. when I, when you open your heart to sit in darkness with somebody, yeah. you see a lot of yeah. pain and it's hard not to be able to take it away, mm-hmm. but you're like, no one's taking it from me. Yeah. This is, it's a learning process. It's, it's essential to learn those, those lessons through, through those feelings, but mm-hmm. to be able to to have to learn those lessons of like, I see you, I'm with you, yeah. I hear you, but I can't take this away. Right. But I'm here with you. Yeah. I think that's been, it's been very empowering, but it is, it can be hard. It has, especially mm-hmm. early on, it was very hard yeah. to not be able to rescue people. Mm-hmm. But it's been really important for me, I think, to learn those boundaries and learn how to, um, help people learn the tools that I've learned Yeah, to take, help them heal themselves or help them find that healing, Mm -hmm. but not me be the one to fix it. Yeah. And I think that's been super valuable. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and sometimes the work is you are helping to shine a light in the darkness and that, and that, that helps them to get to healing. And sometimes it is sitting in the darkness with them Mm -hmm. and saying, you're not alone. Right. But yeah, this idea that, yeah, we, I mean, if we could, if we could rescue them from it, we probably would, but we (laughs) know who would help. (laughs) Yeah. We we know that it doesn't work that way. It didn't work that way for you. Mm -hmm. Didn't work that way for me. Um, But to, to be able to, bring light to darkness is is pretty powerful and to move through it i think that's been something else that's been really cool i love that my sister always would say like when you're feeling something learn to move through it and i like never knew what that that meant Mm -hmm. until like i really started to like do that work Mm -hmm. and realize that it's like it's so there are times where we can like sit with somebody like we said Mm -hmm. like in the darkness Mm -hmm. but once you sit and empathize and you and you help them see like they're not alone Mm -hmm. being able to like you know (laughs) metaphorically like hold their hand and move with them through it yeah like there is a door and i've been there yep let's go there together yep and i think that's been the most empowering um and fulfilling part of this whole process is yeah it gets heavy but knowing that like either me or somebody else out there has moved through that pain yeah Um, and they can help us go through it without taking it away, without rescuing or ending it. Yep. Yep. The obstacle is the way, right? Like you can, you can, you can take action. You don't have to figure it all out today, but what's one step, one, one step in the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty powerful. You should write a book called one step in the dark. (laughs) Everyone listening. She's probably going to write that book (laughs) coming 20, 2021. Speaking of you've written a book. (laughs) Maybe maybe mine's, you should write that book or we'll, or we'll write it together. It's not that deep of a book. 
What is the book though? Tell us about. I can't. I can't announce it yet. <laughs> oh, but okay, I will. I can't it. announce the name, but I will. Okay. in a couple months, I'll okay. let you know. Okay, but it is actually cool. a children's book. So it's, awesome. It's not as deep as moving to <laughs> one step at a time. Yeah, they're they're kind of a counterbalance to each other. Maybe it's just a okay. cutesy book. But <laughs> okay, that's exciting. But though. now we all know Melissa's going to write one too, so I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, that's good. You need to hold me to that. Done. Because that August twenty twenty one, everyone. August twenty twenty one. Okay, the <laughs> clock is ticking. Do you remember the name? I already forgot the name. It was really good. I know. That's well, okay. we'll go back. We'll and go listen. back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I know. And like, I'll see her like every morning at the gym. So yeah, she's gonna hound me about it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. It brings up another good point: accountability. You got to have accountability on your goals, right? So okay. So Andy, this has been such a pleasure. Like, thank you so much for you know sharing your perspective and your heart, right? Like, you just this is just been lovely so any any last words of wisdom or or wit or <laughs> anything you want to share with us Again, i mean no pressure. no pressure yeah no you know this is gotta this be is, funny really fast <laughs> see you did it you did it right there so i just i i'll give you the final word if you want it <laughs> i feel like i think it's important to know where we are and and to honor honor our limitations, but also never be afraid to do something wild and crazy. And then also not be afraid to be the voice for somebody else to do that too. And to, I just want to invite everyone listening that if you're the guy, that's the warning, the warning red flag guy looking for reasons to, to, you know, to, what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say? You're like, Oh, don't do that. Yeah, Don't do that. It's scary. Are you sure you you want to do that? If you ever catch yourself saying that, like totally flip it on its head and be like, you know what? Okay. And, and knowing that it's okay not to understand why people do what they do, just love them anyway. And, Mm -hmm. and then also do therapy because therapy is really awesome. Yeah. I feel like I should list a lot of things. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Moral wrap up, set boundaries, do therapy, encourage other people, honor yourself, be your best self, do scary things, and write a book. That sounds sounds pretty good. I hope that's a really short list of homework for all. all (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to do that, right? You have a week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) By Christmas. (laughs) I love it. No, that's, that's awesome. So, oh yeah. Thank you so much. So (laughs) much fun. So much fun. So, okay. So on, um, on my website, we will link to your Instagram account. And then I don't know if you have any other, any other, um, links or anything like that, but but we'll make sure that we have those on, um, the show notes because you've, you've gotta, you gotta connect with Andy because she's awesome. And you've got to see her, um, fitness routine because it will, it'll blow your mind. It's pretty cool. I think. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's so much fun. I love, I love watching it. So, okay. So make sure you head on over to my website to check out the show notes with all the great resources for this episode at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 32. So one more time, that's www drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 32. So thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. Bye.